News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Minister for Media Catherine Martin faces more than an hour and a half of Doyle's statements this afternoon and it follows hours of questioning at the Oireachtas Media Committee last night where the Minister answered questions regarding her primetime interview last week and her handling of the crisis at RTE. She told the committee that the former chair of the RTE board, Shuni Rala, had indicated that she might resign. Uh, joining me now, Ashlyn Maloney, political correspondent for the Irish Daily Mail, Shane Ross, a journalist, former government minister, and Senator Malcolm Byrne of of Fianna Fáil and a member of that Oireachtas Committee. Good morning, one and all, morning. and uh, morning. welcome. Shane Ross, we'll get your take first of all. I'm sure you watched it as avidly as you might have watched an episode of Love Hate. Well, I suppose there's an element of drama into this, which is which is which uh, takes a certain realism out of it. Um, my take on it, I think, is that uh, we're probably in a worse situation now than we were when it began, uh, when she went out there. We're left in a situation now where Catherine... Martin is going to go and see the board, who she was, she was at loggerheads with a few a few days ago, uh, and she has got a, a vacancy. There's no chair as well. She's got a, she's 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 got a, a she expressed limited confidence in that board last night. Who was very qualified. She said, "I'm now I'm now confident in in them op, the way they are operating," but she didn't show confidence in their performance at all. So we're we're in a difficulty. What did she answer last night? Well, the big questions I felt were. Why did she do the primetime program? And why, on the name of God, would Shin uh, Raleigh have wanted to mislead her? There was no question that the chair wanted to mislead uh, Catherine Martin at any stage. She, and she admitted in the end, she said, yeah, it was unintentional. Now, if it was unintentional, why did she have to go? It's, it didn't answer the question for me at mm. all. And then the second, the second big question is, why did she go on t- primetime? And we got new information last night, which made me find a doubt the minister's story. And that was, of course, the, the letter that she proposed to write on the Thursday. And she said she was going to write a letter to, to Shun on, on, the thurs, on the Thursday. And, she, and one of her officials, not herself, and she could have picked up the telephone herself, one of her officials rang her up and said she's going to write a letter. And she said, the chair said, former chair said, she, if that happened, she would resign. If she, with that knowledge, she went into the prime time programme. And she must. In fairness, though, what she said yeah. uh, was conveyed to her is that uh, Shuni Raleigh would not receive the letter, would not accept the letter. Now, yeah. that's a bit odd because you send a letter, you can register it if you want, um, <laughs> and yeah. someone says, "I won't, I won't have it." Well, if the postman knocks on my door and drops a letter in the letterbox, I've received the letter, yeah. whether I like it or not. Yeah. So it's a very odd thing to say, "I won't." receive your letter. I won't accept your letter. It's basically saying there's a confrontation on which is only going to resolve in one one particular way and that's going to be somebody going. It's a it's a, a non communication between the two. It's not mm-hmm. bad communication, it's non communication. It's cutting off communication. No, no, and as Shane during the week I suggested mm-hmm. uh, you know, whimsically perhaps that um, Shuni Rahala was given her opportunity by the minister to resign fairly mm. dramatically, mm. that she wanted to go. How the hell do I get out of this? Appearing before this Iraq, this committee, that Iraq, this committee, being ballyragged in the media, da 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 da. The minister gives her an open door and she walks through it. Yeah. And she does so um, on her terms rather than being sacked, which might have happened the following day, according to the minister. <clears throat> yeah, that's quite possible. I mean, there, there are a lot of scenarios now which people are suggesting which are, which are possible. But then. We get, we get to the primetime programme where the minister goes along having apparently just heard that the press is onto this 
and she says, or her, her, her advisor says to to the uh, to the to the people in Prime I don't know to who to maybe researchers there. Oh, by the way, we've got an issue here, uh, and the minister will talk about it. Now that is an invitation to ask one question and one question alone, and that is, what's the issue? And then, have you got confidence in the chair of RTE? So she must have known that this was coming up before it just came up on the yeah, programme. What's interesting is it wasn't the primetime people uh, who had got wind of uh, this contradiction, mm. but uh, other members of the press who had alerted Catherine Martin's officials to the fact that they'd got wind of of this. Yeah. Uh, and maybe she presumed that RTE also had wind. If the wind is there, they can sniff the wind and uh, get the, the, the tip off. But I'll, I'll maybe um, talk to you, Ashling. Uh, what, what are you made of all of this? Well, it's very interesting there talking about the motivations behind um, each person and why they did what they did last Thursday. Uh, and I think, you know, there was many questions about why the minister didn't cancel the primetime interview. She uh, said she'd made the arrangement. She in two would days not in advance, she said. Let, but let at people the, down. At the same that. time, though, Pat, I think we all know in media and, and for those listening, it's very common for interviews to fall through. Uh, potentially sometimes at a very late stage and especially as a minister she was very much probed last night as if you were dealing with such a sensitive issue as this, why didn't you kind of pull the reins back and say, well, I can't go on prime time and talk about this? And I think further to that, what the what the TDs yesterday kind of couldn't add up was how on one hand were you saying I had to go on prime time and then on the other hand admitted to prime time that this issue was occurring and that she was happy to answer a question on it. And I think, Pat, like the question from Miriam O'Callaghan that night was as simple as was there board approval for these exit packages? And and from that then the minister said, well, I have been misinformed this week and that's when she launched into it. And I think anyone can assume that the obvious question then is, do you have confidence in the chair? The minister said several times yesterday, I wasn't expecting that question. I really didn't expect that to come up. And again, most uh, TDs were saying that that was slightly ridiculous and quite, incre- quite incredible that she would say that she didn't expect that question. So there's definitely doubts about, I suppose, when when you put those, when you kind of juxtapose those issues with, I was going on prime time, and then we admitted to prime time there was an issue, which then put her in the position of having to admit it and having to talk about it and leaving her open to that question. You're kind of going, um, and some TD said, well, is the effect of that then not that she was going to have to resign? Now the minister said that she absolutely did not intend in her interview in prime time to cause the resignation of the chair again received with much incredulity by the TDs last night and senators um, so again the motivations behind the, all this is is called into question um, and what's but very if, interesting If, if you uh, had been told by your officials that the chair of a semi-state board would not um, deal with you effectively would not have a meeting with you would not accept even a letter from you I mean that person's got to go. I mean, <laughs> there's just no no question about it. If you if you won't deal with the minister who is charged with uh, your supervision as a semi-state board chairman, mm. you've got to go. There there is no other way. But then I suppose the question is, why was the minister not asking for her resignation that afternoon? Um, why was she then saying? Well, perhaps she we'll intended the following morning. We'll meeting, at this yeah, have great a meeting. meeting that but never she, happened. She she was very strange in that she didn't pick up the telephone on the Thursday. And why did she? Why was she dealing through her officials? Why was it always with the secretary of the department? Mm. Why didn't she say, "Give me that, give me that telephone. I'll talk to her and I'll tell her what what I think." Um, but she insisted on doing it at at arm's length. 
Mm. I that's very that, strange. Yeah, that's sometimes characteristic of what we see with Minister Catherine Martin. She said there she didn't want to call Shuni Rahali on Thursday and hash it out over the phone because she wanted to be in the room with her with all of the same officials there who were there mm. in the previous meetings who, when she gave yeah. the misinformation. Before, before I go to Malcolm, a big question, uh, who leaked well, it, because if the media had this in the wind before she went into the prime time and they went to the, the, the bits I saw, I couldn't watch it all. Mm. I mean, mm. life is too short mm. to mm. watch it all. But I saw the important bit where he, she said the letter wasn't uh, uh, acceptable to Shuni Rala. But they went through detail of who was at the various meetings. So you've got to look around the table and say, which of these people on either side, mm. the RTE side or the minister side, Leaked it. Well, I think there's also questions, Pat, about whether this was a leak or was it a genuine question from a member of the media? Because earlier that week, the minister had come out on Monday to say, absolutely not. The chair told me that there was no board, um, there was no board approval for Richard Collins' exit package. And she was again assured of that by the minister or by the chair. And that's where this whole misinformation came. So it could have been a genuine question from a journalist saying, can RTE clarify that there was board approval for Richard Collins' exit package and not actually inferring that there was this this kerfuffle or this dispute between the minister and the chair that morning and it seems as though the minister several times, at one time she said it was one press query that RTE had gotten in that had kind of caused them to tell prime time at another point she said it was numerous press queries so it's it's kind of hard to see and also I haven't seen any media come out to say that it was it was them who kind of spooked the horses and had this press query in Shane? I, I don't know, you, you, you always have to look for who benefited in the league, uh, because uh, there were a lot of people knew Pat, and you know, by the time it's you know a lot of civil servants knew as well as people in RTE and as well as, as well as politicians. So you po- politicians, your own question, Cui Bono. Uh, well, politicians are always are always people. I don't know how many politicians knew it, but quite a few probably. So politicians are the best leakers in the business. I, I know that as a politician. Uh, and so I'd always look at politicians for leaking, and I'd I'd say, who in whose interest was it that Catherine Martin was bounced into this? Situation where she actually had to look for the resignation immediately. I'd, I'd look at that, and there are several people that might be, but I'm, I'm, obviously you don't want me to name anyone. No, but I, I'm, I, I suggested and I'll suggest it again that Catherine Martin gave Shuni Rahala the opportunity to go before she was pushed. Yeah, that's uh, correct. And anyway, look, I want to talk to Malcolm. Malcolm, uh, good morning. Good morning, Pat. You good were there for the entire uh, uh, occasion, one presumes. Uh, you didn't nip out for a quick smoke or anything like that. So, what did you make of it? Well, it was three and a half hours, and in fairness to Minister Martin, uh, she, you know, she sat there. She answered uh, all of the questions. Um, it, it certainly gives rise uh, to other questions, uh, but my sense is that we went from a breakdown in communications uh, between the minister and the chair to a breakdown in trust, and I think if there's a breakdown in communications um, between individuals. That, that can be remedied. You can get uh, you can get clarity, and you can work out new mechanisms to ensure that there's better communication. Uh, and, and one of the questions I put was, I suppose, how regularly wa- you know was the minister and the chair in contact? They had formal monthly meetings, but they were in touch almost weekly. And obviously, last week they had they had several meetings. But what what became pretty evident was was that there was a breakdown in trust um, between. Uh, the minister and the chair. And the difficulty, as you said yourself, is when there is a breakdown between the minister and the chair of an agency uh, within his or her remit, 
um, there's only going to be one winner. And very clearly where the minister had said, look, I'm not happy with this. I'm going to send you uh, a letter. Uh, the minister the minister said then that Shunir Alec said she wouldn't receive the letter and she threatened to resign uh, at that stage. And this was uh, certainly uh, a revelation um, to us. Uh, and, and, and my sense on that is you're then in a position whereby you know, the minister effectively said, right, I, I no longer have trust in you uh, as chair. Uh, that was how she effectively responded uh, to Miriam O'Callaghan's questions on primetime. And I, I, I think we, we were all pretty incredulous about the idea that if you go on to a, a programme like primetime, that you wouldn't be asked uh, such a question around having confidence uh, in your chair. Um, and it, it begged the question as to why there was a point in even having the meeting on Friday morning when, when effectively Shuni Raleigh had been, had been sacked. Okay, I, so, I so uh, in summary then, um, did Catherine Martin vindicate herself? I mean, did she's not going to be fired by uh, Leah Varadkar because it's a collective anyway, and they don't want to lose a, a, a government minister in um, within the 12 months of an election, that's for sure. Um, so did she do herself... A favour or did she do herself more harm? I, well, I, I think there was probably a consensus that the minister shouldn't have done the primetime programme anyway. And Ashling is correct. I mean, interviews get, and as I'm sure your programme knows as well, interviews can get pulled all the time um, for various reasons. Um, that said, what, what very clearly emerged, because it was you know, a question from my colleague Chris O'Sullivan, which revealed the details uh, of uh, this letter and the threat to resign, and, and then we probed it further. And in, in those circumstances, once you have that breakdown in trust, um, there's only one. There's only one option. Uh, so I, I think we did get a bit better understanding of where the minister was coming from on this. The, the concern, I think, there is a general concern, however, uh, that this crisis um, at RTE uh, is continuing. I think most people were hoping. You know, we were we were finally beginning to see um, the end of this. Mm-hmm. I was glad um, that the minister did indicate that, you know, she was broadly happy with the general direction of travel and reforms that Kevin Backhurst uh, are implementing. And, and I'm not saying Kevin Backhurst hasn't made a number of missteps, but, you know, he's inheriting a very difficult organisation. He is trying to carry out um, the necessary reforms. And at the end of this, uh, and I know we've talked about this before, it, it is essential that we have quality public service broadcasting in Ireland, provided as yeah, much by but news. Did, did you not RT. say that you did not have confidence in Kevin Backhurst? Um, no, I, I said I did have confidence in Kevin Backhurst. A number of my colleagues indicated uh, that, 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 that they didn't on the basis that uh, Kevin Backhurst would have been at meetings uh, and in a sense, didn't correct Shuni Rahalig, uh, where you know there there was what seemed to be that miscommunication. Yeah. But, but, but it, would you at a meeting with Michal Martin, uh, and he makes an error? Would you say, hey, by the way, Tanishte, you got that one wrong in front well, of, and I, embarrass I, him in front of people? I don't think you mm, would, Malcolm. Yeah. With I, I, you know, with all due respect is, to your confidence, remember, it is important to remember that. You know, what happened was on the Thursday morning, Shuni Rahalik did contact department officials uh, to clarify uh, the, the, the issue. And it, it does seem, and, and this was also an issue that emerged, that the, the question of the remuneration committee's approval had come up previously at discussions at the Public Accounts Committee. There were documents went to the department. So there is a, there is a question around 
um, you know, what the department knew and what information the department passed on to the minister. It's their um, job to I, pass it on. I mean, it's not their job it, to, it, to it, hang on to, to protect it, their it minister. Is, it, it, absolutely, but there is the question about you know the level of minister, you know the the, the knowledge that the ministers have, and that's why we are hoping to hear um, from Catherine. Okay. Now, the now there are wider implications department. too, because uh, the chair of the committee last night, Neve Smith, brought up further issues in RTE. Uh, and uh, she mentioned them at, at great length, but she explained these concerns to Shailen Coleman on Newstalk Breakfast a little more uh, succinctly this morning. I did raise the matter last night of further revelations over the weekend about a former manager within RTE, a head of of uh, current affairs, that head of current affairs, a complaint made against him, the organisation spending the six-figure sum on investigation that complaint, that complaint being upheld, a new position being created for that person, then moved sideways rather than facing disciplinary action. And then to learn that on a short number of months later, that person was afforded an exit package. That's the kind of stuff we need everything on the table. We don't want to be getting any more drip feed. We don't want any further revelations. And Ashling Maloney, a political correspondent for the Irish Daily Mail, you have that story on your front page this morning. Indeed, yes. And as uh, the chair of the Oireachtas Committee there, Neve Smith, saying that this is concerns being raised in the last week over potentially other exit packages that were negotiated under the term of the current Director General uh, Kevin Backhurst. Um, so there's questions being asked now about whether a former um, Head of Current Affairs received a exit package of some description um, under the new regime uh, and whether the further details can be revealed from RTE on that. Um, and in particular, the Minister saying last night that she did ask the Director General and the Chair about this particular person uh, last week and about how they exited the organisation and she was not given details due to legal reasons. So I suppose further questions emerging there. Shane? Yeah, I think I, that story was kind of current for quite a long time. I'm sure you well, heard, yeah. you heard yeah. it. Uh, so I'm a bit surprised that there weren't more questions asked in RTE about it, and particularly, again, by the minister about it, because she would have presumably heard like everybody else. That I think there was, was some on. disquiet in the staff yes. about this particular arrangement. That's correct. And nobody nobody wanted to, wanted to touch it while it was going on. But I think it's something which certainly the director general and, and and the minister should have known about because it was an important uh, appointment but you, you, you have appointment incident but you know we're only at a, a staging post here i suspect in this in in this saga because there's so much uh coming through i mean brendan griffin's question last night when he when he pointed out that the remuneration uh issue was in the hands of the civil servants in october that is absolutely extraordinary that they knew about this that they knew th- they knew that, it, that the, the terms of reference had changed, but the minister apparently didn't know at all. So what, you're, what we're going to have to do now, I think, is not to leave it in limbo, which is where we are as last night. The, the, the People may be fed up with, with the hearings, but they're going to have to call in, I think they're going to have to call in the ex-chairman. They're going to have to call in Catherine Licken, who's absolutely key to giving us evidence of this. And we're going to have to call in a lot of civil servants to get to the bottom of this. You can't leave this in there where... Was the minister telling the truth or was the chair telling the truth? Or is there any confusion between them, which is quite possible? Actually, it's quite a possible solution. There was a misinterpretation between them. But you can't live in limbo like this with nobody knowing what the truth is. So we're going to have to talk to a lot of, lot more people. Yeah. Um, they want to put it behind them and, and just get on with the reorganisation and so on. And, and, you know, maybe the public are getting bored with this. Uh, the tittle-tattle, he said, she said, she said, she said, mm-hmm. all of that kind of thing. Just get on with it. Sort out the, the problems and let managers manage as long as they do so with probity. 
Yeah, well, I suppose uh, given the sensitivities of the issue last summer, there was, I suppose, you know, cabinet sources have have relayed um, to us that, you know, there was, why didn't RTE come to them and say, look, we're going to have to spend some money here to get rid of the people that, that were kind of in the last regime and bring in a new fresh blood. And I suppose that wasn't relayed uh explained enough I suppose or um, they weren't clear enough about their intentions there last uh, summer but yes I think you know as you say Pat that the the, pal- the public may be getting tired of this there was obviously a lot of interest last summer when Ryan Tuberty was involved it had the element of celebrity at the time and now we're getting into people that we really didn't know up until uh, last June but I suppose what the real sting is is that a lot of people are struggling to pay 160 euro licence fee and then they hear about these exit packages and, and that okay. inspires Shame. The ire again. Yeah, there is a lot of unfinished business. There's a lot of unfinished legacy business there. She's meeting with the board this week, which were nearly all there at the time that all the governments went wrong. That's got to be found out whether they're fit for that. Malcolm, your final word? Well, to Shane's point, uh, we have invited Catherine Nicken, the former Secretary General of the Department. We have invited Gina Raleigh, the uh, former chair, to come before a committee to uh, get their account. What is important, though, to remember is, yes, we need transparency and accountability in all of these issues, but the broader question of ensuring that we have quality Irish content and a public service broadcaster in place, uh, we've got to keep our eye on that goal as well. All right. Um, thank you very much, Senator Malcolm Byrne of Fianna Fáil, a Shane Ross journalist, former government minister and Ashley Maloney political correspondent with the Irish Daily Mail. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.